As I was trembling with a heavy tray of drinks, a hurried guest suddenly bumped into me, causing my entire tray to drop right on the ground. Immediately, the hostess shouted, Helen, you're fired! I kept apologizing to her, saying that my mom was in the hospital, so I really needed this job, but she still kicked me out mercilessly. <laughs> Feeling guilty, the guests earlier said, I'm so sorry, young lady. If you want, you can come to my place. I'll arrange a new job for you. After that, he gave me a note with his home address and left. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm 16 years old. When I was a child, my dad left me while my sick mom was hospitalized all the time. Every day, I had to study and work until late at night to be able to cover the huge amount of hospital bills. After receiving the home address, I went straight there. It was a gorgeous mansion. The guest from yesterday appeared and it turned out it was James Smith, a wealthy tycoon. When James and I were talking, suddenly a drunk girl came in. James grumbled. Jenny, partying again? You should have been ashamed of your poor test scores for the Fairmont Academy entrance exam. Fairmont <gasps> Academy? I just got a scholarship for it recently. An idea popped up in my mind. Sir, if you want to improve your daughter's grades, I can also tutor her. With that said, I showed him my Fairmont scholarship and James promptly agreed to my offer. But Jenny huh? was a different story. She rolled her eyes and bared her fans. Listen, new face. Nine self-declared tutors have come here and they've all been fired. Get ready to be the tenth. After that, she coldly left the room. James comforted me. It's okay, Helen. If you can help her increase her grades, I'll definitely reward you. I thanked him and promised to start tutoring Jenny. But it was difficult just like what Jenny said. She kept coming up with weird tricks so she wouldn't have to learn. For example, she would hide her books or pretend to be sick every time I started class. Once, as soon as I arrived, I saw Jenny dancing at the swimming pool. When I came to her, she angrily huh? shouted, I'm not studying, just leave! I turned off the music and firmly told her to come inside to start the lesson. Angrily, she rushed over and pushed me straight into the pool. It made my books and laptop wet. However, she just threw a bunch of money on me and sneakered. This is enough for you to buy two more laptops. Get the hell out of here. Furiously, I told all of that to her dad. Needless to say, James was furious and called Jenny into the room. Jenny, as of tomorrow, you will transfer to Lockwood High in Canada. What? That uptight and remote school? Correct. If I can't teach you, Lockwood will. Jenny burst into tears of resentment and left. As for me, James sent me my payment and promised to arrange a different job for me. However, the money was still far from enough to pay for my mom's hospital bills. While I was not knowing what to do, suddenly my phone rang. It was Jenny. She asked me out to talk. Contrary to her usual stuck-up attitude, Jenny desperately begged me to go to Canada to study on her behalf. In return, she would pay for my mother's hospital bills. I was surprised but also worried. But what if your dad knows about this? And what about the paperwork? <sighs> I'm rich. I can take care of those minor stuff. Just say yes and someone will come and take you to Lockwood High. I decided to agree, but on one condition. She would have to replace me to study at Fairmont Academy. I couldn't just drop out like that and she also agreed. Later that day, I said goodbye to my mom and began my journey to Canada. After a week of studying, I gradually got used to my new life. It was quite challenging indeed.
One day, while walking in the hallway, I saw Kelly, a notorious classmate of mine who was cornering another girl. Oh, a small country girl like you also comes here to study? You should have stayed at home and worked as a janitor like your mother. That's so mean. I must help that poor girl. I quickly walked past them and shoved my Starbucks at Kelly. What the hell is wrong with you, Jenny? Do you know how much this Chanel dress costs? Oh, sorry. My hand slipped. She angrily raised her hand to slap me, but she was abruptly stopped huh? by Alan, the class's hottest boy. Come on, Kelly. You were bullying the other girl first. Kelly was so frustrated that she left immediately. I wanted to comfort the other girl, but she had also run away. Only Alan and I remained. Somehow, we hit it off and became very close after that. One day, I came to class earlier than usual and saw Kelly doing something suspicious to the classroom door. With a bad premonition, I hid in a corner and overheard her whole plan. Good. Let's see who runs this school, Jenny. So when she wasn't paying attention, I swiftly entered the classroom through the back door. I was proudly crossing my arms and sneered at her angry face when suddenly, the teacher opened the door and walked in. In a flash, a basket of fake snakes fell straight on her head. Both Kelly and I panicked while the teacher screamed at the top of her lungs and fainted. I hurriedly shouted for the whole class to take her to the infirmary. As for Kelly, she was punished soon after. She had to clean the toilet for two months in a row. Haha, <laughs> serves that witch right. One day, Lockwood High held an auction to raise funds for the Halloween festival. My role was to wear a beautiful white dress for the guests to bid on while Alan was the host. Very quickly, the dress was bidded to 50. Very quickly, the dress. I was super excited to see who was the bidder, but to my mm -hmm. horror, Kelly appeared. She walked onto the stage to the applause of everyone. Kelly stood in front of me and smirked. This is truly a work of art. But it'll be even more beautiful when... Before she finished her sentence, Kelly pulled out a paint gun and shot at me repeatedly. The beautiful white dress quickly turned into a disaster to the panic of the guests. With a stroke of genius, Alan quickly came to the rescue. How utterly amazing and creative, isn't it? Can you see, ladies and gentlemen? Each streak of color makes the dress look like a Van Gogh painting. The audience gasped and applauded loudly. They said the dress was like an abstract artwork and even pushed the price higher than the price Kelly had bid it. But before I could rejoice, I suddenly saw James in the audience. Oh my <gasps> god, why is he here? I panicked and ran off the stage, but that witch Kelly tripped me. I stumbled and got entangled in the microphone wire and pulled the entire speaker system down. They fell on both Kelly and me and we slowly lost consciousness. As the sun rays hit my eyes, I slowly woke up. Luckily, the accident didn't cause too much damage to me. In the room, there was only an extremely angry man standing in silence. Great, I'm screwed. I explained the whole story to James. Fortunately, he understood and quickly resolved the paperwork to bring me home. On the way home, I turned to ask him what he would do with Jenny. He said in desperation, I don't know, she's too spoiled. Suddenly, I came up with a plan and quickly told James. With a wink to him, I called her. Jenny, bad news! Your dad has found out about us switching places and had a heart attack! He was transferred to the ER! What? How could that be? Just go to the hospital! When Jenny arrived, she burst into tears when she saw her father on the bed. 
Since he was promoted, he was too busy with work and we've become so distant. We never even spoke to each other more than three sentences ever since. <laughs> Jenny hugged her father and cried until James winked at me. This play could come to an end now. He slowly sat up and patted Jenny's shoulder, who was now drenched in tears. She looked up, screaming in panic as if she had seen a ghost. I quickly covered Jenny's mouth so that James could explain. My dearest, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. I tried to make it up by giving you more money, more beautiful clothes, but apparently it wasn't enough. You were lonely, right? In the end, their misunderstanding. Jenny stopped acting stubborn and snobbish, and the two of them spent more time together. After everything, funny as it is, Jenny and I started to become close. James was <laughs> kind enough to adopt me and promised to help me pay for my school fees and my mom's hospital bills. One day, I was tutoring Jenny when suddenly the doorbell rang. I ran out to see who it was when, to my surprise, it was Alan. He hugged me tightly. I finally found you, Helen. Will you be my girlfriend? Saying that, Alan leaned forward. Just like that, we kissed passionately in the first breeze of fall. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... I was prepared to not leave my room. I thought I'd have to hide from the boys forever, who were circling around me like wasps around jam. Do you think it's great to be the center of guys' attention? Unfortunately, everything comes with a price. Hi, my name's Elizabeth, and I'll tell you how all the boys at our school suddenly fell in love with me. I live in a small town in New England with my parents and my little sister, Carmen. Out of the two of us, I've always been the ugly duckling and Carmen, the princess. I had to wear glasses because of my bad eyesight and braces to fix my bite. That's why I was always laughed at. Carmen, on the other hand, was a real beauty. Everyone adored her. It so happened that I was always in my younger sister's shadow. Maybe it annoyed me at first, especially when no one came to my birthday party. But then I accepted it and thought that popularity is a fickle thing. By ninth grade, I got used to my outcast image and always dressed in black. Elizabeth, why didn't you want to dress like the other girls? My mother wondered, because life is meaningless and cruel, and black reflects that best. My mom would usually stop talking after that, and prefer to switch the discussion to a more cheerful topic. Shopping, for example. As for my sister, most of the time, she didn't notice me. And at school, she preferred to say that I was her cousin from Europe. Guys kept ignoring me, as if I were invisible. I didn't get too upset, and generally, consider them to be a burden. But, my friend Patricia didn't agree with me. She could talk about guys for hours, knew everything about them. Gossip, rumors, their secrets. It was often difficult to stop her. Bob Richardson seems to have been injured, and will probably be off the team. I think his ratings would plummet immediately. Patricia was obsessed with ratings. Both of us were far from the top of her charts. but. Patricia kept her head up. I can assure you that this year, our rankings will go up. After all, Susan gained a lot of weight, and Veronica's transferred to another school. 
Although, we got a new upstart, Jenny. But either way, this year won't be like last year. I didn't care about the ratings. I was just going with the flow. What difference does it make, Pat? I used to say, everything will change when we get to college. Here, we're the nerds, and there, we'll be the real queens. I know, but I'd like to be a queen now. She sighed dreamily. I wasn't into flashy clothes or jewelry or makeup, but Patricia convinced me to stop by a store and pick out a perfume. A little bit of jasmine and everyone would be crazy about us. The store was small and barely noticeable from the street. No one was inside, except a strange man in a cab near the cash register. He looked more like a magician than a perfume salesman. While Patricia was choosing a perfume, he came up to me and said, I know exactly what you need. You do? Absolutely. I can pick out a client's perfume just by looking at them. And what do I need? A little love, said the salesman and handed me a bottle. I shook my head, wanting to see that I did not need the perfume. It's on the house. The man in the cab dismissed my objection. If you don't like it, you can return it. I was about to say no again, but Patricia grabbed my arm and hissed. What are you doing? Take it. It'll definitely improve your rating. Your friend knows what she's talking about. The salesman smiled at me. I reluctantly took the perfume and put it in my purse. It was weekend the next day. I was spending it alone. As usual, lying in bed, scrolling through my Instagram feed, sharing memes with Pat. Then, I painted my nails black. And then, I noticed my new perfume. I only wanted to smell it. Maybe love was hidden inside the bottle. I sprayed it on my wrist and sniffed it. The smell was... strange. Unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. No, I'm still the same old Elizabeth. I said out loud in frustration. No love here. The next morning, when the alarm clock went off, and it was time to get up, I didn't immediately notice the change. I went downstairs to eat breakfast. Mom and Dad were in the kitchen, and my sister was still in bed. Mom made me pancakes, and then she asked me in surprise. Elizabeth, where are your glasses? I touched the bridge of my nose. They were gone, but I could see so clearly, as if I had perfect vision. I guess I don't need them anymore. I said in shock. I got dressed, put some perfume on my neck, and ran to school. Dale and Morin, the hottie from my class, was standing on the school steps. When he saw me, he smiled and said, Hey, you look great. Hi, I said, embarrassed. You too. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe he was just messing with me, and I actually had toothpaste smeared on my cheek. It's just that Dylan never talked to me. When I sat down at my desk, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys, and everyone was saying something to me. Hey, what's up? Betty, you look amazing today. Black suits you. The bell rang, and they finally left me alone. <sighs> I breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it was just a prank. Someone probably decided to play a joke on me and convinced the boys to be a part of it. During class, a note landed on my desk. Betty, I like you. Would you like to go to the movies? Darren, that was too much. At recess, I found Patricia and told her everything. It's weird, but your ratings have skyrocketed today. I don't care about ratings. I snapped. I'm being chased by boys. As I said that, I looked around and saw all these guys staring at me in a weird way. I think it's cool. Pat shrugged. By the way, are you wearing your contacts? 
No, I can see fine now without my glasses or contacts. At home, Carmen came up to me. Hey, weirdo, what did you do? I hear the guys are all over you. I didn't do anything. Sure thing, you must be up to something. Stay away from Nigel. Carmen gave me a stare and walked out of the room. A couple of days later, I had a dentist appointment. After looking at the state of my teeth, he said in astonishment, Hmm, you have a perfectly healthy bite now. So I don't have to wear braces? Yes, we'll take them off now. But it's really strange. I've never seen any teeth fall back into place so quickly. I was so relieved. Although I got used to wearing braces, I couldn't say I liked them. The food always got stuck in them, and I looked like Frankenstein's monster. But there was something else mixed in with the joy. Fear. I didn't know what was going on. I had a normal bite, good eyesight, and now guys were all over me. That seemed like a lot of coincidences for a few days. The girls at school had all sorts of theories about the boys' interests towards me. Collective insanity, a love potion, magnetic storm. But no matter how they described it, the fact remained the same. Boys were literally stalking me. Nigel, my sister's boyfriend, was no exception. He was waiting for me by the entrance. Betty, you look so beautiful today. How could I not see it before? I don't know. You're dating my sister, and you're always at her house. Exactly. I was blind. Oh my god. Not that, please. Betty, would you like to go out sometime? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. This is the last thing I need. If Carmen finds out about this, I'm dead. I ran home and locked myself in my room, as if my house was a fortress that was about to be stormed by hordes of guys who were in love with me. But is it all real? There must be some kind of magic involved. Nigel's pursuit didn't stop the next day. He followed me around and tried to get me to go out with him. What about Carmen? I turned around and said, You don't like her anymore? I do. He mumbled uncertainly and then added, It's just that you're different. So what did you decide? Will you go out with me? No. I answered firmly and pushed him aside. Remember that and stay away from me. But Nigel didn't want to listen. When Carmen and Nigel were at our house together, he sneaked out and came into my room. Hello, Betty. I've been thinking about you. I sighed heavily. Nigel, why can't you leave me alone? Because I love you. He came closer and took my hand. I was about to yank it out when my sister showed up in the doorway. What's going on here? She screamed angrily. It's not what you think. I tried to explain, but Nigel interrupted me. Please forgive me, Carmen, but I love your sister. What? That's ridiculous. Carmen was furious. How could you? She slammed the door and ran out of the room. I pushed Nigel out into the hallway and in despair just collapsed on my bed. Why is this happening to me? I should have been happy because the guys were crazy about me. But it only gave me a headache, just like I thought it would. It became impossible to be at school. All the girls whose boyfriends were circling around me joined forces against me while the guys were giving me gifts, asking me out on dates. The girls declared a war on me and wanted to get me kicked out from school. And the leader of this hostile squad was, of course, my sister. During the confrontation, 
I lost a couple of locks of hair, and some of my shirts were now covered in paint. Patricia was the only one who wasn't discouraged. Your rating is somewhere around here now. She pointed to the chart. This is what I call the death zone. It means that your enemies outnumber those who like you. Cool, so I'm in the death zone. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys now. I didn't have enough space in my room for all the presents. At school, all the girls looked at me with anger and jealousy in their eyes. And my sister was the main enemy. I know why he took Nigel away from me. She told me as I stood by my locker. You were always jealous of me. I wasn't jealous. And I didn't steal Nigel away from you. I don't like him at all. He's always following me around like a stalker. Telling me how pretty I am. Shut up! Shouted my sister. I won't leave it like this. I was getting awfully sick of it all. I was not used to being the center of everyone's attention. I was flattered by the attention, but there was something off about it. I tried to figure out what was wrong. It was just that one day, the guy started going crazy about me. Everything was normal the day before. I went for a walk with Patricia. We stopped at a perfume store. <gasps> perfume! I exclaimed. What was that strange man in the hat saying? Something about love and what I was missing. I decided to go to that store right away. It wasn't that easy to find. I circled that block for two hours. I walked up and down, counted all the signs, and when I got desperate, I spotted a very strange sign. There was no business name, just the slogan, We'll grant your every wish. I went inside. Behind the counter was the man in the hat. Ah, the girl who lacked love. He greeted me. How are you doing? Is this you're doing? All the boys are following me. They're literally obsessed with me. Maybe the concentration is too high. He scratched the back of his head. Can you fix it? It's very easy. Just stop using perfume and gradually everything will go back to the way it started. But are you sure that's what you want? Oh yes, I can't take it anymore. I handed him the perfume. It's your decision. He smiled, taking the bottle from my hands. But if anything, you know where to find my store. I walked out of the store and sighed with relief. In a few days, the number of my admirers dropped by half. A week later, no one noticed me. Not even Nigel. It's a shame that your rating is back to the same level. Patricia pointed at the chart. At least I'm not in the death zone. My sister stopped being mad at me. After Nigel came crying to Carmen, and she forgave him. The other girls have also cooled down and were no longer willing to kick me out of school. I was back to my old self. Even my glasses were back where they used to be. At least now, I know what it's like to be adored by everyone. I can deny that at times, it was enjoyable, but definitely overwhelming. I'd rather be myself. Would you be able to enjoy life with so many enemies and admirers? How would you use the perfume? Post your comments. I'm very curious to know. Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend, and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who'll also dazzle me with his brilliance. 
and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone, instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party, and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hairdryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow, it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape, and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty. Even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca, and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no! As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they looked. I just sighed heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca, and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged, so I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place because she had a pool and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks. Guys were swimming in the pool and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever, nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears. But I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers, and I was supposed to leave? What? Am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. 
Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek. While I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again, and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap, are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike, and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really liked my money. And you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me. So back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong. Because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked, while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean, why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it. But he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her, and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. 
I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before. And Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end of school year ball? The effect would be amazing. For me, of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to give the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I look at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want, he answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it, she yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame. You were right about her, Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date, and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that. And now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. Hi, my name is Kira, and recently, memory lapses almost ruined my life. Now I'm back to normal and remember almost everything with ease. Well, my memory problems didn't start at birth. All junior high and first years of high school, I remembered absolutely everything. I was a great student, memorized stuff easily, and even helped my friends with their lessons. Kira has a phenomenal memory, the teacher said. She can memorize long poems, formulas, and dates very quickly. You have to use that ability. My parents were thrilled. They complimented me all the time and said that they had high hopes for my amazing memory. I won school competitions. I was the best in my class and even in the whole school. However, my triumph didn't last long. If in junior high school, they still wanted to be friends with me because I was the smartest, then in high school, of course, I had my detractors. 
Those of you who are at least once the best at something know how it is. One day you get a round of applause, and the next day they're calling you names behind your back. That's exactly what happened to me. My first enemy was Olivia. We went to different schools in junior high, and she was the best at hers. Now she had a rival in my person. At first, Olivia took my progress as a challenge. Kira, congratulations, you did the best on the test. My teacher complimented me one day. Olivia snorted loudly and hissed, leaning toward her friend. Big deal, one time. Let's see who's the best next week. But next week too, my test was judged the best. And next week, and the next week. That's how Olivia knew I wasn't just a misunderstanding, but a real competitor and an enemy. One day, a classmate caught me in the school hallway, pinned me against the wall and blurted it out. Listen you, if you think you're the smartest, I hasten to disappoint you. I've collected every award in my school and I'm going to do it again. But what can I do if I have a perfect memory? I shrugged my shoulders. Just admitted that you're number two now, that's all. Olivia recoiled from me and stared wide-eyed. She looked like I'd punched her in the face. Number two, we'll see about that. I would do anything to make my parents proud. And the classmate wasn't lying. I wasn't too worried at the time. What's she gonna do, kill me? That's ridiculous. I didn't even tell my parents about the story, but Olivia was determined. She and her friends were going to teach me a lesson. The girls broke into my locker, stuffed it full of books and broke the lock. When I tried to open the locker door to put my things, it didn't open right away. I pulled the door as hard as I could. It flew open, and a ton of heavy books and textbooks fell on my head. In fact, that was the beginning of the worst chapter of my life. After the blows on my head, I lost consciousness. I didn't know what kind of books those bitches had put in there. Probably all the volumes of a medical encyclopedia. I woke up already in the hospital. The first thing I saw were my parents' upset faces. Kira, my mother exclaimed. How are you feeling, honey? What happened? I couldn't remember anything at all. My parents told me about the locker in the books. The doctors reassured my parents. They said it was just a minor bruise and that it wouldn't affect my life in any way. For about an hour, my mom and dad calmed me down and promised me I'd be home in a couple of days. You need more sleep now, he said. Dad stroked my head. We'll definitely visit you tomorrow. But at that moment, I suddenly looked at my parents fearfully and asked, Where am I? What happened? And that's when mom and dad realized that the bruise wasn't so minor. Yes, I had blackouts. And they reoccurred so often that every hour, my parents had to from the beginning to tell me where I was and what had happened. The doctors were just throwing up their hands. They took all the necessary x-rays and found nothing wrong. From that moment on, however, my life changed completely. At first, my parents still hoped that returning to my familiar surroundings would help me with my memory lapses. However, on the first day, I had a real tantrum when I suddenly found myself in the middle of the school hallway. I had completely forgotten how I woke up this morning, how I was going to school, and I didn't remember the way to school either. No, schooling is out of the question, said a worried dad only distance learning. But distance learning wasn't going to do any good either. Once I had learned something, within an hour, I couldn't remember anything I'd learned. That's how my successes ended. And most importantly, I didn't know who had set up the textbook incident. I vaguely remember disturbing Olivia's life, but I couldn't remember our last conversation. 
or anything that might have pointed to a classmate. But I was sure that one day I would remember everything and find the culprit that was phenomenal. My memory would now be considered by the Dory Fish. About a week after, I switched. After I switched to homeschooling, someone rang our doorbell. I went downstairs and froze. Standing on the doorstep was Olivia and her friends. My mom, who had opened the door for guests, I think she was confused too. I'd been sick the whole time. None of my classmates or school friends had ever come to see me. Oh, that's right. I don't have any friends. Kira, how are you feeling? We came to check on you. Olivia seemed very sincere, and so did the girls who decided to keep her company. Seemed pretty friendly. I sensed some kind of unease, but I couldn't figure out what I didn't like. My mother invited my classmates into the house. She set the table, and we all sat down for tea. You really don't remember anything at all? Olivia asked me thoughtfully. I remember things until I black out. I don't remember much since then, since I came to my senses. I explained. What do the doctors say? Will your memory come back? My mom explained to the girls that the doctors are trying to help me. But so far, the therapy is having very little effect. The girls were relieved and looked at each other. I was very pleased that they cared about me. However, by the end of the tea party, I had lost some of my memory again. Olivia? Girls? What are you doing here? I stared at the guests in surprise, and they stared at me. Your friends are here to see you, said my mother patiently. Friends? I don't remember having any friends at all. Olivia suddenly jumped to me and took my hand. Of course we're friends, Kira. You're so good, and you're about to be the best in school again. The girl almost cried, and I smiled back at her. Weird. My scrappy memories were telling me that she and I were major enemies. But how could an enemy care so much? I must have got it all wrong. One morning, my mother left me home alone. She needed to get to the office right away. I'll sign the papers and be right back, honey. Don't worry, I smiled. I'll just lie down and watch the show. Nothing will happen. But about 15 minutes after mom left, the doorbell rang. I had to go downstairs and open it. There was Olivia on the doorstep. Hi, Kira. I took the afternoon off from class and I thought, why don't we go for a walk together? You probably don't get out of the house at all. Yeah, I rarely went out and I only went out with my parents. We were always in a hurry to get back before I'd forgotten everything again. I don't even know. It was scary to leave home without my mom and dad, but Olivia was my friend. We'll just go for a ride in the park and come back. I got changed, got on my friend's bike, and we rode. We rode quite a long time. I was beginning to get worried. In general, I remembered my neighborhood, but at some point I realized I didn't recognize the houses and cafes we were passing. Aren't we far away? I got worried. No, we're right down the street. Olivia smiled. You poor thing, your memory lapses. I calmed down. Yes, it was probably my memory that was playing tricks on me again. Finally, we stopped. I got off the bike and looked around. There were only abandoned houses and deserted streets around. This isn't a park. I think I took a wrong turn. Olivia was puzzled. Let me ask someone for directions because my phone is dead. The phone, I forgot all about it. My cell phone is on the bed in my room. I must hurry back in case my mother comes looking for me. Stay here and don't go anywhere, my friend told me and drove around the corner. And then I lost my memory again. I found myself in the middle of an unfamiliar street with no memory of how I got here. I was in such a panic. What am I going to do now? 
Where are my parents? And where is my home? Why didn't I have my phone with me? And where had all the people gone? Crying, I sat down on the sidewalk. Hey, miss. I looked up and saw a man. He was looking out the window of his car, coming out of nowhere. Is something wrong? I'm lost. I don't know where I am or how to get home. Wow. Do you remember your address? I'll give you a lift. The man seemed friendly enough. He got out of the car and headed towards me. But then my memory, which had failed me time and again, reminded me of maniacs and murderers who also look nice and then lure their victims into a trap. Stay away from me! I screamed at the top of my lungs. Miss, I'm a policeman. The man went to his pocket for some reason. I thought for sure he was going to kill me. So I jumped up and ran down the street as far as I could see. But I didn't run for long. I tripped on the uneven pavement and fell down, hitting my head as hard as I could. I woke up again in the hospital. And again, my parents were leaning over me. Kira! My mother was crying now. Did you find me? That's good. I went with Olivia and I got lost and that man. You remember everything? Yes. After another stroke, my memory magically came back to me. And now I remember everything. The feud with Olivia and her threats and how she showed up at my house pretending to be my friend. Sometimes people cross the line to be the best they can be. Like Olivia, trying to get her parents' approval. She went completely off the rails. My classmate was just trying to teach me a lesson by doing that prank with the textbooks. But when I lost my memory, I realized I overreacted. It's one thing to have a bump, but it's another to lose consciousness and amnesia. Olivia was afraid of getting kicked out of school for that prank, or even go to jail. So she first made sure I remembered very little, and then decided to play it safe and take me away to another neighborhood, leaving me alone. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I don't know what would have happened to me if it hadn't been for that policeman. Even on his day off, he couldn't get past a damsel in distress. Olivia didn't go to jail, but now she has to work with a psychologist all the time. And I'm back to being the best student ever. If you were me, would you forgive Olivia? Be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below this clip. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.